Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Roadmap from Auto Finance News since 1996, the nation's leading newsletter on automotive lending and leasing. It's Monday, July 31st, and I'm Joey Pizzolatto, joined by Amanda Harris and Johnny Martinez. This is our weekly wrap on what happened in auto finance for the week ending July 28th, 2023. In general economic news, the Federal Open Market Committee raised interest rates another quarter of a point last week bringing the Fed's target funds rate to 5.25% to 5.5%, marking the highest interest rate in 22 years. The FOMC left open the possibility of additional rate increases later in the year. They meet three more times this year in September, October, and December. Gross domestic product rose in the second quarter by more than most economists' estimates as w- and was propped up by strong consumer spending and business investment. GDP rose at a 2.4% annualized rate after a 2% pace in the previous three months, according to the Commerce Department. Positive GDP coupled with fewer applications for unemployment benefits and stronger than expected orders for business equipment have revitalized talks of a soft landing. In auto finance, the remaining automotive retailers reported earnings last week. At Asbury Automotive, F&I revenue declined 18% year-over-year to $166 million, and F&I GPU inched down 1% year-over-year to $2,363. Floor plan interest expense dropped 47% year-over-year to $800,000. Lithium Motors saw a 2% year-over-year decline in F&I revenue to $338 million. F&I GPU dropped 3% year-over-year to just over $2,000, and floor plan interest expense surged 803% year-over-year to set $35 million. Group 1 F&I revenue was essentially flat at $190 million, while F&I GPU dropped 4% to $2,000. Floor plan interest expense increased 164% year-over-year to $15.6 million. Finally, Penske Automotive tallied a 3% year-over-year decline in F&I revenue to $214 million. F&I GPU fell 4% year-over-year to just over $1,800, and floor plan interest expense clocked in at $31 million, a 242% year-over-year increase. GM Financial, Ford Credit, and Driveway Finance also reported last week. Amanda, what's going on there? Sure. So overall, you know, captives auto books performed pretty well. Uh, GM Financial's loan originations were up 1% year over year at $9 billion. Amid improved, you know, retail sales, elevated average loan amounts, all that kind of driving up origination volume. It was offset slightly by a decline in loan share. They did see that offset it. Uh, Ford, uh, for credit, their U.S. consumer loan and lease outstandings clocked in at $79.3 billion, which is up about 3% year-over-year. So both those captives did see a slight increase year-over-year. Um, so control is a little bit of a different story, um, but they are seeing a little bit of growth compared to where they were last year. Uh, driveway Finance, which is Lithium Motors finance arm, they uh, did see a decline in originations, at least when you compare it to last quarter. So it's about 588 million compared with about 630 million in Q1. Their penetration rate also dipped as Lithium Motors is really focusing on, you know, profitability, steadily growing the captive. So they're not really trying to rush out there and grow uh, DFC as it's known um, pretty quickly. They're trying to, you know, grow this while keeping margins, you know, very protected and, and keeping an eye on yield and profitability. So that's why I did, you know, did see a slight dip there. Uh, their receivables totaled about 2.8 billion at the end of Q2. Um, so we are kind of seeing them, 
you know, focus on, on growing that captive and getting it to where they want it to be. They do have like a goal in mind of where they want it to be as far as profitability and origination volume and, and the portfolio size. So they're working toward that. Um, on the leasing front, leasing is climbing up some. Uh, GM Financial's lease originations were up about 18% sequentially, and Ford's leasing share rose to 12% compared to 11% last quarter. To put that in perspective, Ford's leasing share is still down from the industry average of 20%, which is pretty normal for them. Uh, it's nothing really abnormal there, but we are starting to see leasing come up a little bit, which we knew was going to was going to start coming back, especially as used vehicle values uh, decline again. So that's kind of normalizing uh, credit performance across the board, aligned with expectations. Uh, pretty much the delinquencies were either flat or they went up a little bit. So GM Financials delinquencies were flat sequentially and year over year at 1.8%. Their allowance uh, for loan losses was down about 10 basis points year over year. So seeing that about 3% of the portfolio. And then Ford's um, loan and leases for credits delinquencies were down about two basis points um, quarter over quarter, but up one base punch year over year. So again, nothing too too crazy there, either slight dips or slight increases or or flat, really. It's kind of what we're seeing across the board with earnings. And loan to loss ratios, again, same thing. They're either up a little bit, you maybe double did it in like 10, 14, 15 basis point range, um, but they're not really jumping up any crazy. And then Ford's repossession rate was down a little bit and their credit loss reserves were flat year over year. So nice any red flag there. And then for driveway, uh, their delinquency rates actually went down across the board year over year because they are really focusing on, you know, high credit quality loans. So they had their FICO score went up across the board. They're really focusing on, you know, lending to those high credit quality customers. So again, that also goes in tandem with their, you know, maybe a little bit of a dip in originations because they're they're really focused on how they're growing this and who they're growing this with. Um, so we're going to probably see them maybe steadily increase, maybe slight dips here and there um, as they're really focused on quality over quantity right now and growing that captive uh, prudently. So that'll kind of be interesting how that plays out. And their allowance was also 3.2%. Um, so it wasn't anything crazy there. It rose a tiny bit because um, they're just, you know, as used vehicle values decline, they're preparing for that to kind of play out. And again, a theme that we've been playing out all earnings season is just this focus on higher margin lines of business, this focus on profitability, this focus on keeping, you know, margins strong, especially as used vehicle values, you know, come down. New vehicles, you know, are also kind of seeing price cuts across the board too, especially on the EV side, um, which Ford is a big EV player as well. So um, I'm sure that that plays a part in things too. So as we see more earnings come in, we'll probably see this this theme continue to play out. I would imagine, you know credit performance being not anything too big, but in line with expectations of maybe slight increases in delinquencies, slight increases in loan loss, um, you know, allowances just as they prepare for what could come uh, the rest of the year as values decline and as, you know, inflation keeps being a problem and affordability keeps being a problem and they're preparing for for things to worsen on that side of things. So that's really right. seems. Thanks, Amanda. Empower Sports. Pauline Davidson Financial Services is feeling the squeeze. Johnny has the details. Yeah, so during uh, Harley Davidson's earnings call, uh, their chief financial officer, Jonathan Root, reported that Harley Davidson Financial Services originations were down 14% year over year. And so, you know, that origination decline on its own, maybe not enough to, to hit the panic button, but then 
They're also talking about their realized credit losses were up seven basis points sequentially, 120 year over year. Uh, the provisions for credit losses nearly doubled from year to year uh, going into Q2. And, you know, even their allowance for loan losses went up 20 basis points sequentially, 30 basis points year over year. So you're seeing this, this the effect that's happening in the, the wider financing market. There's this tightness coming. There's these concerns trying to build in. So, you know, even in a quarter where Harley-Davidson financial services receivables were $7 billion and were up sequentially and year over year, and their revenue was up uh, a little over 18% year over year, there's still this tightness in the market, this concern in the market. And so, you know, Harley-Davidson is, you know, already adapting to it with them being such a large player in the on-road segment, right, what, what they're doing you're probably going to see some of this trickle down into what some of the the smaller captives are doing and even smaller financial service people are doing in this space to adapt to what's happening in, in on-road and really what's going to happen in power sports as a whole as we get to more of these Q2 earnings. Great. Thanks, Johnny. And more earnings this week coming up. We have Credit Acceptance Corp. reports tomorrow, as, as does Camping World uh, reports on the 1st. That about does it for today's episode. Thanks for joining us on the roadmap and be sure to follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. We will see you online at autofinancenews.net and here next time.